Welcome back to the Inner Thread Podcast. I'm joined by my father again. Took a hiatus. Good to be back, Sean. We are sadly not in person anymore. Uh, my dad left on vacation, and when he came back, I was I moved. I had left. I wasn't down the street anymore. But everyone wanted you back. I did some solo episodes. They were pretty well received. By the third solo episode, people were like, hey, man, I love you, but can we get your dad back too? <laughs> <laughs> solo okay so, for a couple of weeks let's get Deron back on and uh what's funny is you went to israel and you went to spain and you got covid at the end of spain so you couldn't come back and i was like i don't know what to do people i gotta try to he's not he's stuck stuck and he can't talk do you miss me is it is it sad that i'm in santa monica of course i you know i i want to say yeah good for you but uh coming back and you not being here was not not great. I really miss you. Yes. <laughs> well, I miss you too. It was hard to. Uh, it's hard to not greet you, and it's hard to not pick you up from the airport when you landed. But um, I took a taxi. Show. It's on your conscience. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that. But first, let's take a, a nice big deep breath together. All right, so I think this episode, I mean, it's only right that we talk about this unique part of life that we're both kind of experiencing. We'll call it individualization. And it's funny because we're both going through our own versions of it. You know, we have a very close family. You and my mother moved here from other countries. So we didn't have many, you know, we didn't have really any cousins or extended family here. So we've always been really close. And four boys, two parents, two dogs. There was a big tribe. So we stayed tight. And after college, I moved to San Diego for five years and I went through my first phase of individualization. But then COVID hit, the world got really weird. And I realized what a great opportunity. The house is full of my whole family. Great time to grow my business, cut my overhead. So I moved back for a year. And at first it felt so good. But after a while, you know, the brothers went back to school and I could start to feel how being so close to the family and at home again started to kind of impede on my growth. Like it started to encroach on my individualization. I knew that moment would come when I needed to get back out there. And I wasn't really sure where to go and when it would happen. But all of a sudden it crept up on me quick and I realized like, I got to get out and enter this new phase of individualization. So here I am. I'm in my second phase of individualization. I keep saying that word, individualization. And it's funny that you're kind of in the same place now that everyone's left the house. You're alone. And this is a part of your life where you've never been before. You got no kids anymore and you're, you're on your own again. So you also are going through this phase of like later stage, later life individualization. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I've been through my own process like yours when I was younger. I left Israel at age 22 and I moved to the U.S. And that was my process of finding myself and getting my own self-confidence about who I am in the world alone without my family, which I think is an important process in one's development. We need to go through that individualization process to feel not part of a family so we can trust that we'd be okay without anybody and that we are confident, stand on our two feet in the world by ourselves. I think that's very important to go through. I don't think that we want to skip that. That gave me a lot of confidence that I knew that I could take care of myself. I can I could be independent financially. I can also be without constant support of parenting and all that. So that was important for me at age 22 to feel that. But I remember when you were born several years later and I was 28, 29, I wanted to go back to the tribe. I wanted to go back to Israel and I wanted to, I wanted that feeling of 
of belonging of a bigger tribe because I already felt that I was fine on my own and I didn't need that to prove that anymore to anyone and not to myself. And I feel like there's something in our society that doesn't really accept that well. In the Western society, it's more about, right, it's like the Western, you, drive, you, you ride on your horse into the sunset and you start your farm somewhere by yourself and kind of part of the American narrative. It's much different than the upbringing I had. You know, you raised me with this like Middle Eastern culture and my mother from Denmark. It's just, it's, it's a completely different style where you stay close to your parents, you stay close to your family. It's pretty normal to stay close for years, right? Sometimes living there together, sometimes living like down the street. And here it's, it feels like the complete opposite, no? Like Western is like at 18, you go and you don't come back because if you come back, it means you failed. Exactly. And this, I think it's a very American thing. Uh, you need to like move away to a different state or a different city and make it on your own and you come back for Christmas. It feels very disconnected. And I think that one of the biggest issues in the U.S. is that there's a lot of loneliness. People are just lonely. And there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a way to like fulfill your time with something, but... It's usually not very healthy things. People fill the time with, uh, with TV and something is yeah, missing. Yeah, a lot of escapism because you're like out of balance a little bit, you know, and you're trying to fill the, the void of like what community offers. And, and I feel that right now having moved. It's so interesting because I can feel like I'm fresh into this move, right? And then I can tell that I'm claiming my independence. And so there's those moments where it kind of feels good where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is super important to like really define who I am and it's there's this healthy part to it and then there's the part where it's like yeah but also I just do miss my people and like I want to spend time with my family and my friends and yeah I think the community is something that most people say it's missing in their life not everyone but it's a very missing piece for a lot of people I hear that from a lot of my clients you know when we went to the five pillars of um, healthy life balanced, balanced life. life we talked about we talked about the different aspects and one of them is community and that's the one that most people struggle with. They'll have a good career. You know, maybe they go to the gym. They even okay with changing life and going to nature more, doing all those things. But community, most people will say that's a missing part. Either lack of time or just not having people around and not even having the skills. Could it be also not having the right people? Not having the right people and not having the skills to, to, to do it. And, and, not, and, and everybody's kind of transient from somewhere else. So... It's hard to connect and you connect with people and they move away because of a job or relocation. And I find it to be one of the worst things of American society is how we are so disconnected from one another. Look at the backyard front yard thing in Denmark. It's like front yards are very important. Like people are in the front yard. You don't have these big gated houses. It's like way more open. And America is like a very backyard culture, it feels like, especially, you know, in the suburbs where I grew up, you don't see them, like everyone's in the backyard hiding, doing their own thing. It's a beautiful example because think about the old homes, the old Victorians. There was a big porch up front and it was a covered porch and people would sit on the porch and greet their greet the neighbors as they walked by. There was a front of the house type of feeling and then came the suburbs after World War II and the design of the home became this garage door open, cars come in, garage closes, all the life are facing back hmm. you have a fence everything is facing back i have a friend she they moved into this new development when she grew up here in the bay area and she told me then they first moved into the homes there were no fences because the, it was all brand new and they didn't build fences the fences was the neighbors were supposed to build them so that everybody moves in 
and they're all meeting in the back, and it's barbecues, and all the families are mm. celebrating together, and everybody knows everybody else, and it's such a big fun. All the kids are playing, and slowly people start to build the fences, and neighborhood's gone. You don't see anybody. Wow. And she says, wow. most fun uh, memories she had of her childhood is for the few months where they didn't have fences between the homes. No way. And then like, after that, that all disappeared, and you hardly see anybody, and you don't really know people, how did we get here? What happened? What changed? I think there's something about the American lifestyle, about being an individual, about privacy. Privacy is like a, such a holy, sacred thing here. You don't discuss so many things with your friends, with anybody. These things are very, very private. Privacy is the most important thing in the U.S. In Denmark, you can look up what anyone makes, On right? The, in the like, phone book. In the phone book, it says what everyone it makes. It tells you the salary of everyone is in the phone book. No secrets. Here, it's weird. In America, it's weird if you ask someone how much they The make. weirdest question, the most uncomfortable question <laughs> is you never bring that up. People never talk about it. In Israel, it's a... F- People discuss it in the evenings, Friday evenings, we'll meet for drinks and, and, and talk and everybody's talking about what they're making and what this and what's, you know, how's the company doing. Over here, never, never hear about it. So, you know, I don't know, maybe it's too much to, dis- to discuss everything, but the openness and the lack of um, something with the over privacy that make people so disconnected and isolated, I would say that it's, it's really scary. It's scary, and I, I, if you ask me, I want to take it one step further. A lot of the problems in the U.S. derive from the over-privacy and isolation. I feel strongly that depression, addiction, I think the gun violence, I think is disconnection and loneliness. When we keep reinforcing this image of who we're trying to be, and it's not really who we are, we end up like disconnecting from who we really are. And so we lose our true selves. It's definitely not healthy. I think it's one of the worst things in our society today is the disconnection, lack of touch, and isolation. I believe that this is a real, real deep problem here. You see people living on the hills in Silicon Valley in a 10,000 square foot home with six bathrooms and 20 bedrooms with seven cars in the garage, all alone, a couple would live there. And that's supposed to be the American success story. I am more in touch with the, you know, actually South American, Mexican, Central American community here. And they live next to each other and they meet each other on a weekly basis and they eat together and they cook together and all the cousins are hanging out together. And I feel like it's a lot healthier way to grow up. Yeah, you know, it's actually funny is you were gone for a month and my mom left to Denmark for that same month too. It was, it was the month before I moved down to Santa Monica and I, and I had to watch both of your houses and I had to go to each of your houses and water the plants and just make sure that the houses were being tended to. And there was a moment where I thought, wow, like it feels so cool to think like oh, I have two houses I can use right now, all these rooms, so much activity, but there was no one there. It was so much energy to maintain the houses. I could feel like I didn't even get a chance to be. I wasn't even, I was like, there's too much stuff almost, you know? It was so symbolic. Think about the American way is that we are accumulating more and more stuff. There's a whole industry about collecting the extra stuff that you can't even keep at home. Storage, storage units, units yeah. everywhere. We are consuming and consuming. This is who we are. We just keep consuming stuff as a way of our life. We forget that being together is what's important. And it's like, what's not, it's not what's inside a house. It's who's in, inside a house. Yeah. And, and there's a difference between a house and a home. 
and there's something really deeply wrong here. So there's, there's you living, and I, I see you trying to make you know, your life out there. And then there's the, what's, what's left behind, which is your parents. We are all of a sudden empty nesters, as they call, which is supposed to be a happy time when you do whatever you want. There's definitely a point to that. There's a lot of freedom in there. You're no longer in charge of anyone, and you can really do more, to, more things freely, you know, hence the traveling I just done. But I'm in the process of rethinking this whole third part of my life, which is kind of like maybe like the last part of my life, the next 25 years of my life. I do not want to do them by myself alone. I want to create a place where there's some sort of a intentional community. Uh, I'm starting thinking about how to bring that to fruition. This is really my goal right now. That's a good segue. I mean, we kind of got dark and heavy in the middle of this episode. <laughs> so let's bring it to a lighter place. I mean, there's an importance to claiming your independence. Yeah. You got to basically go out and struggle and make your own and prove to yourself. But there's also a really strong importance to staying in touch with community and like your family, your friends, the people that support you. And it's an important balance to keep. And we saw how like in this country, it feels like we've kind of drifted away from that. And we see just rising suicide, rising depression, rising anxiety, mass shootings, like all these symptoms of isolation and, and loneliness. Let's finish with that. What comes to mind when you think about ways to work against this system that's kind of like isolating us? So what I'm trying to drive home here is that we are very busy with our lives. We are busy making money and running big homes and trying to collect materialistic things all the time. And we forget that the aspect of community is really important and it could, it could change our life and make the quality of our life better. It's not just about living a, a long life in years. It's about the quality of life and how do we live our lives. And it's clearly important to have community in your life because it changes everything. It changes the quality of life. I think it's important to make that a priority in your life, to bring in community bring in connection, make it a major priority in your life. I mean, so my takeaways from this episode are like, we started our podcast relationship episode 26 with the five pillars of a balanced life. And one of those pillars was community. But this episode is kind of serving as like a deep dive into the really like, into the significance of having a strong sense of community but also how it's important to be an individual, to have like your own independence, to know who you are too. So this balance of like claiming your independence, but also really prioritizing community in your life and making sure that you feel full when you stand alone by yourself, but also that you have like a big support network around you to hold you down and to connect with. I'm much farther away from you. We're both experiencing more shades of aloneness. So it's going to be important for each of us to kind of harbor that community going forward. Thanks for joining me from all the way up north. And uh, if you're listening to this, thanks for joining us wherever you are out in the world. Remember to take a, take a little inventory on your community, how much you prioritize it. If there's anything you could do to increase the, the depth of your community in your life. So anything... You want to say to finish? I like what you're saying here. And I think that this is about taking inventory of your life. By putting a focus on it and improving it, it will bring a much higher quality to your life. All right. We'll see you back for this week's meditation on Friday.